Megan Fun of Sports is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. And welcome to a post-Vegas Propapalooza, Megan Fun of Sports. I am Megan Gailey, joined by Megan Connolly. We got Eddie on the ones and twos. We're all alive. No one was arrested. I mean, we're we're Vegas survivors. And considering we were in Vegas for I was there three nights. Eddie, Eddie was, there was there 17 days. Yeah, this is a huge accomplishment, especially with this cast of characters that we um, took on Vegas with, right? Yeah, yeah. So Eddie was there. Eddie, come on in. We can't. We can't leave you out of the Vegas chat. Eddie was there from Friday morning. Yeah, correct. To Tuesday evening. Basically, so I actually had a Tuesday morning flight, um, but yesterday I don't know if you guys were looking. Like every, I, I believe. Hench ended up in Oakland and got stuck there. Sheck had two flights canceled. Sal's flight was uh, delayed. Um, My flight kept getting delayed periodically until 4 p.m. I made the executive decision to then rebook to uh, an earlier flight on JetBlue. Uh, Got on that flight. The problem is by the time I rebooked and waited in line at at United Forever, they were like, oh, yeah, your bag is going to just be be lost. I had a really awful worker tell me that like I had to rebook my flight just to travel with my bag. She said that we don't we don't just send bags. Luckily, yeah. talked to a bunch of other people there. They said, no, this is happening to every single person. Your bag will be sent on a later flight. It all worked out. Got my bag at eight o'clock last night from LAX. Okay. But um, okay. that's not bad. I don't know Considering how I Considering you got your bag the same day. That's not, that's I, not I know. Terrible, I was actually impressed. I thought yeah. you were going to be wearing a Vegas t-shirt that you bought at the airport. Yeah. Um, and I mean, so that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That's too long. I was there basically 48 hours. Um, mm-hmm. And and that wore me out. And I do have to admit, I was the only person out of Propapalooza that did nap. Um, I took a nap on Saturday and on Sunday. I'm very embarrassed by this because everybody else was just like powering through. And, and I, I don't have it like I used to. It's really disappointing. I don't think you should be embarrassed. You are the only one out of the Extra Point staff that has an infant at home. So you deserve to nap. And as Dave Damashek told us, heading into the weekend, he said, once you're at that stage of life that Megan's in, these trips are no longer about having fun. It's about getting sleep. Yeah. And that's exactly what it was for you. But, you you know, it was a rest that was well-deserved. Megan performed at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. She kicked I thought it was fantastic. And you didn't get to hear this because you left that morning. But the next day at our ticket event, ticketed event where we did the watch party, where we did the live podcast, um, a lot of people were coming up to me and saying, please tell Megan that she was fantastic. A couple of people asked me, were you the one who who headlined last night? And, And I was like, no. My, so they're um, a little bummed that I wasn't the the famous Megan. So my dad asked if you did stand up too. <laughs> and, oh. and CJ goes, she's a reporter. And my dad goes, she can do stand up? Like, so my 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 dad wants you to do it. Um now I'm starting somebody, improv level three today. Yes. So yes. um so, you know, maybe we'll work our way to stand up. Sometimes on Real Housewives at the end of a trip, they'll do an, a rose and a thorn of the trip. I, I, For me, there were no thorns. Um, and so, I, Eddie, Megan, do you guys have a highlight from the trip for those at home uh, who, who missed it? I laughed probably the entire time from when I got off the plane until when I got on the plane the next day. There was just a tremendous cast of characters. And what my favorite part was meeting some of these people for the first time in real life. Dave Damashek, Kevin Hench, the degenerate trifecta. We've met Sal before. We've met Sal's wife before. But there were a lot of people that this was our first time meeting. And it felt like we knew each other for years. So to me, that was the highlight of 
the entire weekend and then getting to see that we have people that listen to us. We met them in real life. They listened to our show and that was really rewarding because sometimes we do this. I'm like, I'm just getting on a Zoom with my friends here. But no, we have listeners, we have fans and we love you all. We appreciate you all. I had so much fun hanging out with everybody. It's It truly feels like a family business um, mm-hmm. where it's like Sal is, you know, the dad that um, we're all waiting to die so we can split the business up into different pieces. No, I'm trying. Sal, I want, you to, I, want you to, I want you to live to 100, okay? I guess now, yeah, we should be taking uh, over under on Sal's life expectancy. But everybody is so nice. I loved meeting the parlay kid and brother Bry, I really had so much fun at that Saturday night party. That was just us. Like it was kind of like a holiday party. And it was great because Jada, um, Eddie's gorgeous girlfriend, Megan and myself, we came in, in like Vegas outfits. Like we were dressed. And so was Melissa. We were dressed like we were going to a nightclub. And then you have the rest of the men like barely alive they're so high and they're in different versions of like tattered raiders gear and it's like it almost if you had walked by the cafe where we were having this i bet you would have gone oh wow i don't think they got enough hookers um they needed (laughs) they only have three and and there's 17 men so they gotta go out and find some more but that was so fun and i loved the um you guys were both so nice. You both had your plus ones there. I was Sans, my husband, and I was—I did not feel like a third wheel or a fifth wheel at all. I felt like I was just, you know, maybe I had a husband somewhere, but I was able to fold in with the couple. So thank you for letting me tag along. But when we went shopping and then went and had our little drinks and decided to not go to the MGM Sportsbook because you have to pay $75 a ticket, I thought that was a really fun adventure walking around Caesars together. I did, I know we wanted Megan to buy a bag. Um, Megan Connolly, there was never any mention of me buying a bag. Um, Megan was going to buy a bag and I was going to support her. Now what- I got cold feet. I got cold feet. What ended up happening is I bought a bag and Megan just did not buy a bag. Yeah, I got cold feet. I know we talked about this. I'm not a designer bag girl. And Megan, I have to say, you were so encouraging about it. I was like, you know, I don't know. It's not my day to do this. And you said, you're going to get there. You're going to work your way there. You're going to, you know, buy a cheaper version and then work your way up to the next tier, to the next tier. And eventually, I too will have a cute little Gucci... fanny pack like you did. It was beautiful. I loved it. Um, You mentioned our holiday party and all the men being high. Harry did drug the staff. Um, I was one of those who was drugged by (laughs) Harry's gummies. And And you um, kept wanting to take photos. You were like, we need a photo. And it's like, Megan, you don't look alive. (laughs) My eyes were closed in all of the photos, tears were rolling down my face laughing. Yeah. We had the privilege of meeting two just one-of-a-kind human beings, gems of the earth, Scott and Mario. I met Mario right when the edible hit, which wow. made me question if this was really real life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know Mario, you you should get to know her. She's she's truly uh, a gem of a person. Megan and I shared a, a taxi with her. Lots of laughs until one member of our staff was going to have to get wheelchaired out. That was Brother Bry. And then Scott, who weighs approximately 400 pounds, decided to take Brother Bry's wheelchair. So poor Brother Bry, who can was so I, high that he wanted to jump out of a car, had to walk back. Can I just say in defense that the I have been in a wheelchair in a, in a casino twice in my life and the casinos they're very fast to wheelchair you so I don't I don't even be like that's so that got so out of hand they they go oh my gosh that person their eyes blinked too long get them a wheelchair so it, it, it honestly if you're in a casino and your feet start to hurt you should just pretend like you're really messed up. They'll bring you a wheelchair. Like they, they want to get you in those wheelchairs at these Vegas casinos. So I, I say kudos to those gentlemen. I probably could have used one just because I had a heel on and I would have loved to be wheeled to the front of the Rio, like the queen mom. 
I really did feel bad for Eddie's beautiful girlfriend, Jada, because all she wanted out of the night was a picture of the three of us, you, myself, yeah. and her. And she said it from the get-go. We have to get a picture before we get up. There, is, and there I are said, photos. And I said, look, Jada, we have time. We will get a picture. And this yeah. was pre-edible. Then so, post-edible, Jada was like, can you please open your eyes? I couldn't. There so are We photos. will get another one. Jada and I look great. And you are beautiful, so you look great whenever. But it's like, I don't, you wouldn't want me to post it on Maine. That's all I'm saying. No, the eyes are, are a little photos. a little squinty. <laughs> but listen, it really captures the moment. I'm all about the memories, so you could post it. It's fine. Um, it does I, make me laugh. I hope this becomes a yearly event. Um, because I think it was like, not that there were even kinks. I, first of all, cousin Sal's wife, Melissa is so funny. At one point she, she was like, there's a lot more people here than I thought there were going to be, which is such a classic wife thing to be like, well, yep, I'm going to this thing. Fingers crossed. You know, like we want for our spouses, everything to be lovely and beautiful, but we also have to temper our expectations in case they're upset to be like, we, we knew. <laughs> and so there were people traveled from, from far and wide and were so lovely. Montreal. I mean, someone used a passport to come to our show. And I kept wondering, what are these men telling their wives? Um, because there was a guy who I talked to from Brooklyn, love him. He was in the front row of the comedy show too. He has three children and he said there was a world where he asked his wife to come and she was like, no. Um, and I'm like, this man left his three children. <laughs> there was a couple. I don't know if you got to meet them. I did see them. They were there um, on Monday for the watch party and they won a lot of money at the watch party because they had first touchdown for Stetson Bennett and then Sal gave them a ticket for Georgia to win by 25 plus and obviously we wow. all know that that hit. But they actually said out loud that the weekend was better than their wedding. <gasps> oh, they did. my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I was so sad. I did end up having to leave Monday morning. I flew home um, because I ended up, um, I'm writing for the Critics' Choice Awards. Which, which we are very aired, proud of you for. Thank you. Which airs, I believe, this Sunday. Um, um, so please don't write any Whitney Houston jokes. They tried it I last it. night. The Golden did Globes it. didn't go over well, so... I, I would never, I would never, um, but I actually, and I've written for award shows before, and this one I really, I really feel like I'm, I'm going to get some stuff on. So Now, are you, you guys, going? Are you going to the show? I don't know. It's going to be a little tricky. It's CJ's birthday, mm. um, and so if it's one of those things where they come and they're like, it's one ticket, like I, I can't leave my husband on his birthday because I'm already leaving for two things on Sunday. <laughs> to go to a friend's dress fitting and a writing group um so I don't know I don't I also at this point don't have a dress but if they come and say we got you we got a ticket for you and a plus one um, I'll see if the birthday boy wants to go all right well I think I think he should wear just the wedding tuxedo because of that oh. tuxedo that he wore at your wedding needs to fly. be re fly. reworn. That needs we um, need to resurface that. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, I don't I don't know where that is. You know, I still haven't gotten my wedding dress cleaned, and that was 2019. So and you this is a several moves a pandemic. Oh, a and he up, I, I looked in it at the day after, and there was cake down inside of it. Like, well, you did get smashed in the face yes, with cake on your wedding. Husband is a idiot. Um, okay. So let's, let's dive in. Please feel free to DM us any questions about Vegas. I feel like there's probably some stuff we missed. Um, but if you guys really want to know tidbits, um, I did get the vetting machine pizza and it was like, fine. Um, did you place was, any futures, any big bets? Oh my gosh. I just found out I got nominated for a WGA award. <laughs> Congratulations. Listen, I got nominated last year. Didn't win. Um, but always nice to be nominated. <laughs> And listen, I'm sure that your husband would nominate you for a WAG award too. WGA, I, w, you know, there we go. Absolutely would. You do get these little like certificates that you've been nominated and I do need stuff on my walls. So I got to get those. Okay. Sorry. My manager texted me. <laughs> um, well, this is breaking news on the show. Congratulations. Breaking um, news. Did Everyone's you put like, any futures in for okay, uh, while we were in Vegas? So I didn't, I didn't gamble at all. Like, and I usually play table games. I didn't do anything. I bought... That I bought a Gucci fanny pack, and so then I was I counted that as being down X and X number. Um, mm -hmm. But then yesterday, our beloved cousin Sal texted me and said, "Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl?" 
And mm-hmm. my response to him was, I think it's the Bills. That's that's what my heart is hoping, and that's what my head is hoping. I think they're so good, and now they have such an emotional story to be mm-hmm. playing for. We saw that Naheem Hines kickoff return. Like, they just have everything going for them that, that that's my dream scenario, and he put in a futures bet for me on behalf um, of the Bills. So I have a bet in for the Bills right now. So I did two futures for the Super Bowl. I have one for the Bills, and then I doubled down. I put AFC Championship Bengals, Super Bowl Bengals. I also got that same text from Cousin Sal, and I was sitting there torn. Do I really go in on my Bills future, or do I really go in on my Bengals future? I opted to go Bengals. So now I am heavily invested in the Cincinnati Bengals, um, which is tough which is tough, but I do have that little hedge uh, with the Bills. So I'm rooting for the AFC is what we are doing. I um, did come out Vegas about $90 up, which isn't bad. That's bad. great. That's great. I think if you come out of Vegas and you're like even 200 to 400 down, if you were able to drink for free while you were gambling, you're even. Because it's like, those drinks are so expensive. I know I sound like an elderly woman now, but I'm like, and the thing is, we live in Los Angeles. I, Megan, I know you live in Florida where they'll be like, mm. here's, here's just a, giving out free beers here's a Miller Lite and a shot of piss for 14 cents. But like in LA, things are expensive. And I go to Vegas, I'm like, I'm, I feel like I came from Indiana. I can't believe how much this stuff is. Um, okay, let's get into our, our morns and menches of this week. Um, Megan, do you want to kick us off with your mensch? Yeah, um, my mensch of the week. Oh, geez, I had it. Oh, my mensch of the week is Lovey Smith. So Lovey Smith, the former head coach of the Houston Texans, was Boo. playing against Megan Gailey's Indianapolis Colts. So Lovey gets wind that he's going to get fired. And so mm-hmm. Lovey knows that this game means absolutely nothing, but also Except. knows that he is going to get fired. So on the way out the door, he decided, listen, we're going for two. We're going to beat the Colts. And in turn, I'm going to screw the people that are firing me and give the number one pick to the Chicago Bears. At the beginning of the season, I put in a future on the Bears to have the worst record. So thank you, Lovey Smith, for winning me some money. And I also just love the, you're going to fire me? Well, I, I got gotcha you here. A little, you. a little gotcha. Love that. Lovey, <sighs> you're the mensch. Lovey, we love your beard. Um, we love we love everything you've done for the game. And now he's being paid, I believe, by University of Illinois and the Texans. So he's collecting that bag. I, I consistently say this. The best job in the world is fired NFL coach. Like, mm-hmm. give me give me a five-year contract. I'll coach one game and pay me. So I think, I do not think he should have been fired. And I'm so glad he stuck it to them. And the Bears GM yesterday was saying, hey, we might look at a quarterback. I don't think they're going to. I think you have Justin Fields. You shut it down. But I think he's saying that because he knows there's some sticky fingers of the Indianapolis Colts that might want to trade for that number one pick. And the Colts have a much better opportunity to trade with the Bears than they would with the Texans, who are divisional rivals. Yes. Yes. So it works out for us. And we can get to more of this during our NFL talk, but if the Bears said to you, we're not going to give you the number one overall pick, and I'm referring to you as the Colts. Me personally. Megan Gailey are the Colts. Uh Um, Oh, my! Whenever I talk with my hands, my Zoom gives me a little thumbs up. I and then thought it was Eddie me. giving you a thumbs up. <laughs> no, it's my Zoom, I think. And then whenever That's I talk so- with my hands, oh, it says right now, you were about to raise your hand. So okay. I guess I, I should sit on my hands while I do this. What Anyways, um, I digress from the distraction that our <laughs> listeners certainly cannot see. But um, would you be interested in Justin Fields over a draft pick? Oh, Absolutely. Yes, I would, I would definitely, yeah, I would take Justin Fields. I mean, at this point, you know, I'm taking anybody like, I mean, you would take Jacoby Brissett. So Justin Fields is a huge upgrade from Jacoby It's, it's 4am. We're at the club. The lights have just come on. Whoever wants me can take me that I'm like, Justin Fields, you're a 10. Um, yeah, I would be, I would be happy happy to have anybody if you're if you're under 34 and can throw further than 12 yards and your name isn't Carson Wentz 
get a horseshoe on your helmet. Well, and um, that reminds oh, me, we did a football throwing contest uh, the day that I you missed. missed. We went it. to a back alley. It was raining. Football throwing contest. Mikey Meatballs came out victorious. Eddie had some that. very impressive throws. I believe um, that. His first throw really, I think, was the winner. We're going to have to maybe check the security camera footage okay. to see how accurate Joel was marking the ball because it did look like Eddie's first throw knowing was pretty Joel, decent. Knowing Joel, I bet not accurate. I bet not accurate So maybe all. Eddie could be your Colts quarterback. Absolutely. I would love to have Eddie be the Colts quarterback, truly. Um, okay, my uh, mensch of the week is Jamal Williams. And it's for like three different things. So when they, the Lions and Packers played Sunday night, congrats to the Lions who were able to spoil division rival bully of the NFC North Packers, um, able to spoil their playoff run. So Jamal Williams, you know, they do the, I went to the U, I went to the Ohio State. He said, he was speaking a language, I I truly don't know if it's a real language or not, um, and he had like a very funny headband on, and you go, Jamal Williams, you are so funny, and you're always great. Then he has his post-game interview where he is congratulated for breaking Barry Sanders' Lions touchdown single season record. We're talking about Barry Sanders. Jamal Williams was on my fantasy team and, and got me very far this year. And then, so he dedicates it to his great-grandfather who has passed and is crying. It's beautifully emotional. And then he is able to seamlessly transition from tears into talking trash to the Packers and to all of the TV pundits for being like, don't mess around with us. Why didn't any of you pick us? and then is able to then seamlessly transition that into talking about his former quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. And I go, Jamal Williams, you have range. You are giving us tears. You are giving us comedy. You are giving us energy. And he just, he was a standout on Hard Knocks that we loved. And I'm so sad that the Lions are not going to the playoffs. I really am. But I think they have so much promise for the future and so much of it is on his back. And I'm just so thrilled that he had such an explosive season and I hope he gets paid. I love the Lions. I love Dan Campbell. I'm all about their future. They are one of my my team, the teams that have my heart. Yes. Okay, Eddie, give us your mensch of the week. Well, this is really easy. My mensch is just a whole big group of people, starting with you guys talking about it before the fans, people who flew in from Montreal, Columbus, Brooklyn, um, all over. Um, I, I mean, it, it was like not that uh, I'm a celebrity, but people coming up to me and just being like, you know, appreciate what you do. Like, you have you know, either getting them through stuff or just, you know, listening in your car. You have to just be like, wow, like people do appreciate what we do. And it's awesome. And everyone a good time. Uh, Megan Gailey got to give to you for the the stand-up show. Won't won't spoil any uh, the material on the live pod, but man, like the the Vegas people stuff and the and the butthole stuff. I mean, all of our crew. <laughs> we, we were in the back. We were howling. Uh, we had a great time. And even uh, Hench the next day at the live show did bring up one of your jokes on stage. So I mean, everyone uh, enjoyed that. I love and, Hench. And uh, and Connolly, I have to give you uh, a mensch too because uh, well, also you you are sending me a gift, which is much appreciated. But I mentioned before about my travels and how frustrating it is. I, and I know you travel constantly, and it's just but people think like, oh, it's fun. You travel and get to go to different arenas and do a fun show. I don't think people understand how difficult it is. And me yesterday, just getting a small taste of that. And even like the transporting to the hotels, doing the stuff the hotels pull on you. And you're doing this constantly. And yesterday it hit me when I was sitting in the airport, like frantically changing flights. I was like, man, Megan does this like multiple times a week. So you have to get a a shout out for that as well. Yeah. I'm headed to the airport again tomorrow. And I just saw this morning that at nine, like they delayed all flights across the country because some system wasn't working. No, so it's not. It's really just not a hitchhike, good. everybody. Please just don't get it's on the plane. It's not like this in another country. We got to get a train system. All right. We got to get a reliable train system. Okay. Speaking of that, my, um, I'm going to take the reins and, and give my moron of this week. I texted you guys about this last night because I was watching the heat game and a Theragun flew onto the court. Which is a crazy thing to see. And I thought it was a fan. Um, Because when something lands on the court, you go, oh, we got a crazy person. But then I go, how would a fan get a Theragun? You know, like, Megan and I can't even bring a tampon in. And we're bringing Theraguns in? 
It was not. It was a Miami Heat player. <laughs> he batted it out of someone's hand. Dwayne Dedman, who has been having a tough season with the Heat. Um, he did this to he did this basically in the face of Eric Spolstra, who, as you'll remember, had a fight with Jimmy Butler last year. So when Spolstra was asked about this, he goes, just another Tuesday on the Miami Heat. Like even he's resigned to like, I guess we're kind of dysfunctional. Um Dwayne was ejected from the game for fighting with his own team. And it's pretty much decided that this will be the last game that he plays for the Miami Heat. So a tough way to go out, but just like such a temper tantrum. Um, It really, I don't know, something about it just really tickled me. Eddie brought this up yesterday in our text thread, but these athletes abusing expensive equipment is absolutely ridiculous. There are thousands of people across the country who had Theragun on their Christmas wish list. So to see a rich professional basketball player just toss one onto the court, or we see Tom Brady breaking these tablets, there are other things that you can take your anger out on that aren't as expensive, right? I know. I know. And the way that he, because I was like, oh, he must have launched it. You know, he must have been Eddie in a back alley in Vegas, like really getting his whole weight behind it. No, he slapped it like that. And it just flew. Like you forget how strong they are too. Of I mean, it flew so hard. Oh, I loved it. Okay, uh, Megan, give us so your my. Mod. My moron is Mattress Mac. So Mattress Mac is a famous degenerate gambler, for those of you who don't know, who famously won a ton of money on the World Series. However, 2023 (coughs) is off to a bad start for Mattress Mac because he put some absurd amount, millions of dollars on TCU. And in the last two college football playoffs, Mattress Mac has lost $9 million. Like what? So he's my moron of the week. That's really tough. And I think as much money as he won during the World Series, that doesn't matter anymore, right? I mean, he's down in the last two years. That's got to make Elon feel a lot better. I Um, think at this point, those who love Mattress Mac are like, we gotta, we gotta do something about this. Nine million is just too much. Like I'm like, at some point, this is gonna take a toll on your heart, sir. And his grand. I mean, does he have family? Does he have grandkids that are waiting? Well, there was a wife. There was a wife sitting with him. There was a wife sitting with him. Or yeah, I that's thought. tough. That's Maybe tough that's a, to watch. I mean, everybody is probably because like, when you go. That's get my old, inheritance. That's it. That's what I'm that's, getting at. You're like, oh no, TCU. If TCU doesn't pull it together, then I, I, no second home for me. Um, okay, Eddie, give us your moron. So uh, my match was Vegas related. My uh, moron going back to sports related stuff. And Kyle, you just brought this up a little bit ago with Lovey Smith. And mine, mine is the the Houston Texans. Uh, well, number one part of it, their organization, the front office, uh, firing coaches back to back years after one season. My question for them is what were your expectations for this Texans team and then why you're so quick to fire coaches and not let a coach have his time there and build something like a Dan Campbell has. Uh, you, you're going to have to go through some speed bumps and it's just very strange to me they're doing this and, and Lovey Smith obviously is a very uh, great coach who's, who's proven himself. Took a team I mean, to a, a Super Bowl. Exactly. Um, and then the other part of this with the Texans too, and this involves your Colts there, Megan, is like the, you know, the fourth and 20, whatever it was like to, to convert that to score a touchdown, win the game and lose number one overall pick um, to get the number two overall pick. Now you're giving it to the bears. Uh, to me, like, I know you cannot tank in the NFL and lovey address that directly, but there are ways around it to not play your fullest. And I think you can definitely call more check down throws. You could run the ball more, um, snap the ball closer to, you know, the one second mark in the play clock just to waste time. There are ways around this where you could, you know, to me, there's just no benefit of the organization getting the number two pick because now what are you going to do? You're going to trade a boatload of picks and you're going to waste the other picks you have to move up one spot to get Bryce young. Like obviously you need a quarterback. A quarterback is the most important position and they don't have that. So to, you know, now you may lose out because now the Colts may jump it or other teams in the top 10 may jump up to the number one pick, or, you know, I don't see this happening, but there's a small chance that they just, the bears go, okay, we're not going to roll with fields. We're going to go with Bryce young, uh, who I assume will be the number one overall pick. So um, yeah, it's, it's, you could not have botched this any more than the Texans did in every facet. 
they I think so they ruined it because somebody must have told Lovey like you're on the outs. Course. I'm sure and they so started, that's why he did this. I'm sure they started like ignoring him. Like I bet they made it pretty obvious because we were talking about this. My dad goes, "How do you know if you're going to be fired?" I go, "Some of these doofuses are not. They do not have good poker faces. You know, like if the owner stops inviting you over for breakfast, you know you're going to be fired." The Texans so far exceeded. It seems like they, their plan was to have Lovey there for one year, based on because it's like. They, the Texans put up a good fight on a lot of different teams, the Chiefs included. I, I just... And, and, and the hiring know. situation with Lovey last year was very bizarre. They waited forever. It seemed like such a random hire. So, so it disrespectful. It could have been the planned all along. But um, yeah, Lovey is the mensch. Texans are the moron. Um, if we look at our extra points, pick them results. Do we have I know to? none of us were really in the running for anything spectacular, mm-hmm. but this podcast here, it was quite close. Um, I came out on top with 117 wins. <laughs> Megan, you had 114 wins, so very mm-hmm. close. And Eddie... 113. So it really was a sprint to the finish for this trio right a here. Crawl, a crawl sports. to the a crawl to the back of the pack. <laughs> this was the the contest that not many people were talking about. Anyways, uh, that was our pick'em results. Congratulations to Harry. He won the extra points pick'em. And now we have to shift our attention to the playoffs where we will be picking against the spread and we will be competing in a staff fantasy football contest where from around the podcast we all team up that means Megan and I are teammates so Megan we got to organize a time to draft our team and I just also honorary mention of the week is Megan Gailey while in Vegas while you know being away from her son for the longest she's ever been away from him she still remembered to set her NBA fantasy lineup which Thank is you. a huge accomplishment in itself. and I and I beat the number one team in the league Thank you. Thank this you. So now great. my husband is the number one team in the league. Okay. And now, who, who am I playing this week? My husband. Um, oh, okay. Let's take, a, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll be back to pour one out for the Patriots and Colts. Have you been betting with the Caesar Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, keep it up because every bet earns with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and so much more. And if not, well, when you get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code OMAHAFULL. That's O-M-A-H-A-F-U-L-L. And place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. But if you don't, you'll get your stake right back as a free bet. Must be 21 plus. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager return only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit $1,250 must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com/network. 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Okay, we are back, and as Megan mentioned, our football seasons are over. The Patriots are dead. I'm the so Colts happy. are dead. I am relieved. Um, Did you feel a sense of, I mean, you guys were like in it to the end. I was like. Where were we? No, but it was like, put us out of our misery. Like, I have not been so happy to see an NFL season and probably ever in my life. Yeah, I stopped rooting for the Patriots playoffs hopes a while ago. Not not as many Patriots fans were in it with me. And then also they're playing the Bills a week after DeMar Hamlin. We can't win. Liz, baby. There's no Let's way. Lose. There is absolutely no way. I did have the Bills in one of my parlays that hit pretty big in Vegas that really kept me up. I was able to enjoy the weekend because I was playing with house money. But as we turn to the offseason, because this is our Super Bowl, the offseason is our Super Bowl, what is the biggest question for the Indianapolis Colts? I think what they're going to do in the draft, um, are they going to try and trade up? um, Or are they going to stay at four and and hope they can get somebody there I just don't yeah I I, I, there's going to be a lot of back channeling going on I think also we need a coach so we need a quarterback and a coach those are kind of two important things it seems like the Colts GM who who did his end of the year press conference yesterday is going to be staying Jeff Saturday has very much thrown his hat in the ring and is really doing kind of a public plea for it. A lot of quotes coming out. He really wants this job. I think all of us look and go, well, it didn't go great, your audition. But I am afraid, and and I think Jeff Saturday is a great person. All of all of the flowers that I could give him aside, I think Jim Ursay is going to have a really hard time admitting that he was wrong with Jeff mm-hmm. Saturday. I did see today that Bubba Ventrione, who came from the Patriots and is the Colts special teams coordinator, is also interviewing for the job. My dad says, run it back with Jim Camp- Caldwell. And I don't think that's a terrible idea. Um, J- the fact that Jim Caldwell doesn't have a job right now really shows you that the league is messed up. But we, we need a coach and we need a quarterback. And it seems like they're from what I'm hearing is that they're going to go young instead of a Derek Carr. Like they're going to, they're going to draft. So they're going to either look at a draft or maybe like a Justin Fields or maybe like a, a Mac Jones, if he should somehow or another become available. And I, and I think that makes sense because it's like three seasons in a row, we've tried to take someone else's sort of they're on the back nine of their career and it hasn't worked out that it's like, you can't, I don't know how you justify that to the fan base to do that a fourth time, but this season was very disappointing. And, and I hope, I, I, I hope we get a coach and a quarterback that I can feel good about. All right. Um, my biggest question also for the Patriots is with the coaching staff. Um, this was a terribly coached Patriots team, um, particularly on the offensive side of things. Matt now, for, poopy. Big poopy. He really is. But Belichick is at this point in his career where he's saying, listen, if you're not family or in the Belichick family tree via coaching, I don't really want to work with you. There's mm-hmm. been rumblings that perhaps Bill O'Brien could come, which I say we will take anybody over Matt Patricia. Yeah. Um, but question, the biggest question is the coaching staff. Who's going to call offensive plays for the Patriots? And really, are they going to figure out how to get weapons on this team? They have Kendrick Bourne. They have Nelson Aguilar. I don't really care about either of those players. Bourne, I care more about. Jacoby Myers, um, again, undrafted. I think they need, like, a guy. I would like to see them get 
a offensive weapon in this draft, if at all possible. My favorite draft candidate, I mean, I'm no draft expert. I haven't read any of the, the boards or anything like that, but I love Eddie's tight end out of Notre Dame. They were calling him Baby Gronk for a while. Um, I really like him. If somehow or another the Patriots could get him on their team, I think that is a weapon that can do a lot of things, which Belichick likes. He can block, he can pass, catch. They need somebody that teams have to game plan around because their current roster, there was nobody that scares mm -hmm. you. Nobody you have to game plan around. Now the de defense looks pretty good. So if they focus on the offensive side of the ball, um, that would make me a very happy camper. Another team outside of our beloveds that has a lot of question marks is the Packers, who we saw lose Sunday night, as we said. And I think there's a lot of questions surrounding Aaron Rodgers. Will he be back uh, with the Packers? Will he be back at all? I mean, we see these TV contracts that are waiting for these superstars that there's a world where Aaron Rodgers goes, I'm going to go make $200 million doing TV. Um, and I don't want to do this anymore. I, I, Megan, where do you think he winds up? He just redid his deal, right? So the Packers still owe him a significant amount of money and he's still under contract. But I think in typical Aaron Rodgers fashion, this is exactly where he wants things to be. Aaron Rodgers wants people talking about him. If he does go away, he is not going to go away for a long time. I think he's mm. going to kind of dangle the carrot. Oh, I could come back. Um, that's just out of character for him to just ride off into the sunset and we never hear about him again. Um, I think we see him back with the Packers. This is what the third off season in a row now we've seen him. Oh, maybe he'll go to Denver and Denver hires Hackett because they think they already have Rogers. And then Roger redoes his deal. Um, I think he's staying and it, he's going to be annoying and he'll ride out this contract and then retire and reappear in our lives in some television show. Also, the most important part of the Aaron Rodgers story is that news broke on Friday that Aaron Rodgers has a new girlfriend. Mm -hmm. So he is no mm -hmm. longer dating the Crystal Witch. Um, he is yeah. no longer dating Shailene. Right. He is now dating the Milwaukee Bucks owner's daughter, okay. Mallory Edens, who is a year younger than me, ran cross country at Princeton University and wow. became okay. famous during the NBA lottery when she She's hot. got the Bucks pick. And she was very young. I mean, maybe yeah. not even in college at this point. Was that the year that they then viral. drafted Giannis? Yes. Wow. So she's she got went, she's got the golden touch. So it could be, is this new girlfriend distracting Aaron Rodgers? Obviously, her father owns nah. the Bucks, so that bodes well for Aaron staying in Wisconsin, and, staying and he close owns to Green a Bay. He owns a portion of the Bucks too. He's like a minority yeah, yes. shareholder. Yeah, so, so they're colleagues. The, it bodes well for um, the cheeseheads out there of the world because now we have two two Wisconsin celebrities uh, pairing up with one another, but maybe too much of a distraction. Maybe dad told Mallory, you know, we need Wisconsin's attention to be on Giannis and the Bucks as we make this MVP push, as we make our finals push. So please distract him and end the Packers season. Just a thought. Um, Black Monday was... Uh was Monday. Um, and not, not as many firings because some had already happened. We, we had at least three that I'm remembering coaching firings during the season. And then the Cardinals fired Cliff Kingsbury, which doesn't feel shocking after the season they've had. But if not you rewinded to like three years ago and we're like, Cliff Kingsbury is going to be gone like that soon. Remember he, it feels like he really rose to fame, especially during that Zoom draft where everyone saw his weird Iron Man house. Um, and now, now he's out. And the Cardinals just, I, I mean, it's like we were talking about the dis, the Texans dysfunction. Obviously, the team I wrote for has dysfunction. There's a lot of teams that seem in peril right now. Well, what's weird about this is they fire Cliff Kingsbury, right? The Cardinals. And then they mm -hmm. say, Kyler Murray, who we extended and gave a study clause to him and in his contract. dragged through the mud during the And extension. hasn't been very good. We're going to let him help us decide who we're going to hire as a head coach. I this makes no just, sense whatsoever. I, I think it's lip service. I think it's like, yeah, you. it's like how I'm telling Conrad he gets to pick his lunch. It's like, there, listen, there's only what there is in the fridge. Um, so like, do you want 
want a veggie burger? Do you want a veggie burger? Oh, okay, Conrad picked. Um, like, we all get a little say here. Like, if it's a prefix menu, you can only pick so much. But And I know makes- the extended Kyler Murray, so that's important, you know, for culture building in the locker room, that your leader, your quarterback. But it's just all very bizarre because this player who could not stop playing video games to the point where it was becoming a distraction to the football team is now going to have a major voice in who they hire as their future head coach. Weird. Uh, In brighter news, the only person who's fully happy on this podcast right now is Eddie, who actually has a team in the playoffs. Um, The Saturday game's Seahawks, who are probably... Outside of the Giants, I think you could even say the Seahawks are more surprising um, because they were so far off the radar and it was a true rebuilding season. So Seahawks, 49ers, Chargers, Jags. Okay. I mean, you you go, what? What? Okay. Um, And then the the Sunday game, Bills with the Tua-less Dolphins and and Giants-Vikings, Ravens, versus Bengals. It looks like Lamar will probably not be playing and Cowboys Bucks. Eddie, getting those Vikings, you gotta feel pretty good about that draw. I do. I I think Megan's right. It is the the best draw the, the Giants can get. The they played the Vikings pretty tough a few weeks back. Um, I made the joke on AEO a couple days ago, but I was like, if you need to lo- uh, lose a game by a, I win a game with a sixty plus yard field goal, just play the Giants because I think like all time, all like half of the field goal kicks that won the game were against them. So oh, th- yeah, so this game, you know, they're getting back at Dory Jackson, they're getting back Xavier McKinney, which is obviously huge because the one way the the Vikings will beat you obviously is by connecting with Justin Jefferson. So I think that'll slow him down to an extent. Um, and I just think the Giants getting healthy, like having like the week off to rest was so good. The Vikings play their starters a little longer than I thought they they would have or should have rather. So um, I, I like them coming in this game. If they beat the Vikings originally, I'd feel a little bit weird about this. But, uh, you know, Daniel Jones is playing the best football of his career this whole you know December into the stretch in January. Um, he's protecting the ball. He's being smart with the ball, and he's he's killing you either through the air, um, making throws when he needs to, or with his leg. So there's a lot to like. Uh, I feel pretty good about my Giants. I think them take and the points is a, a pretty safe bet to uh, to place. So okay. there are three and a half. There are three point underdogs <clears throat> as of yesterday. Is that still the line for the Giants? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like that. I see. I also think obviously betting against the Tua list Dolphins. That's going to make you some money. Betting against the Seahawks, who are shocked that they're there, going up against a very good 49ers team. The Bengals, I mean, look, I'm giving you all favorites here, but I do think that upset of the week could be the Giants. I also kind of like the Jags maybe to upset the Chargers. The Chargers, only one-point favorite in that game. Yeah. Kind of like it. Kind of like yeah, it. Yeah, you, you get into these single elimination, and and even though there's some real outliers here in this uh, this postseason, it's like they're real. They're all still kind of good. Um, they all earned a spot to be there. The Chargers and the Jags. That feels like a wash to me. Like it's like the, I know the Jags won the AFC South, and it seemed like no one wanted to win it. Um, that Cowboys Bucks game obviously circled for Sal. The Cowboys have been impressive yet also embarrassing, like really no yeah. in between. And the Bucks have been bad. And they've been almost like a roller coaster. There are weeks when we say, is Tom Brady done? This is right. a disaster. And then the last game he played of the season, it was like, oh, he never lost it. He's Tom's so just annoying. as good it's as so he annoying. always was. It's so annoying. So it's kind of like, which Tom Brady are you going to yeah. get? Which Dak Prescott are you going to get? Um, someone brought it up at our Extra Points watch party that, you know, the beginning of the season, the Cowboys were the team that nobody wanted to play and they had I Cooper Rush as quarterback. So what it's hard to take much away from what we saw them do on Sunday um, because I know the game was meaningless, but it's also hard to come out of that week feeling good about the playoffs if you're a Cowboys fan. Especially if you have to play the greatest quarterback of all time. Like it's like he 
he can turn this on. It's a, it, yeah. it's, I would, I, I, I think the Cowboys, if the Giants got the best draw, I think the Cowboys probably got the worst draw. And I'm yes. not sure if you guys have seen that Cowboys rap video. <laughs> not yet. I'm going to have to look that up. It hadn't even gone viral. When I saw it, it had like maybe 5,000 views. So I don't know how it got on my radar, but it is sad. Um, okay. So I, uh, wild card Before weekend Before we move is, on from NFL though, we have yeah. to talk about um, Sean McVay, who yeah. his future is in question. I just don't He might care. be stepping away. <laughs> um, he allegedly told all of his coordinators that they should look for other jobs. I think he should be penalized for doing something like this if he really does step away from the Rams long term because they got rid of every draft pick. They spent so much money. They were all in to win a championship, which is great because they did, they did win a championship. However, you're going to leave this mess to somebody else? Like, yeah. This this should not be a thing that you can do in the NFL. No, and I think if he retires now, he goes and does TV for a bit and then he comes back. I don't think this is like a forever. He's so young and he seems deeply competitive that I don't know. I think he's going to be like, we see the football lights him up in a way that I have a hard time thinking of anything that lights me up. Like it, it lights him up. Like my son lights me up. Um, so I, I think he's just like, ugh, this sucks. <laughs> and then he'll be back. Um, Let's take a quick break, and then we will come back with a little college football roundup. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and Splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right. The game was in L.A. The college football national championship. Now, I was here. It was pouring. This is, this is not a place where rain is welcomed, um, expected or handled well. Like if I'm doing a show and there's a drizzle out, I go, no one will be there. They might as well cancel the show. Like the city cannot take it. And then you saw this, these videos coming out where it was like, SoFi is, is built as an indoor outdoor. Unfortunately it was pouring rain. And so people were slipping and sliding. There was a video where it said the rain was pouring in at one point and it was only on TCU fans. Like I saw so many TCU, I saw so many TCU. TCU fans at the airport. I got breakfast before I went to work that day. Like they were everywhere. Can you imagine flying here from your Texas church, getting here, and then every single moment you're here is the worst time you've ever had in your life? Whew. I feel Brutal. bad for TCU fans, especially because aren't after you the one of them? They had aren't I was you rooting one of for them. I was rooting for them. <laughs> of course, I was rooting. for They were the only likable team in the college football playoff, and I also think it is very unfair because Stetson Bennett is forty-seven years old. Yes, that's not fair. He's right. playing against children. Exactly. I want to know who's exactly. older: our our friend Mario or Stetson Bennett. No, this is just a complete unfair advantage. It's like those Little League World Series teams where they're like, well, we found out the kids are actually in college. Um, and so, yeah, Stetson can rent a car. Uh, He's but, older uh, than many but, NFL okay, quarterbacks. Let me say kudos on the other end, on the defense 
defensive end of Georgia that lost so many players to the NFL last year and then was were able to promote within, you know, like had sophomores that were so pivotal, pivotal in the game and in the season. So I do think Kirby Smart did a, a great job. He's now won two and people yes. are already being like, oh, he's the next Nick Saban or he is So Nick I have a Saban. question about that. Well, Nick Saban was on the broadcast. He got visibly yeah. angry when He's he was, little, when somebody said, thirsty. does he feel a little yes. thirsty? And it's like, honey, take a day. Like you're not in the game. You don't think you're sad. You don't want to like stay at home with your, the family? fresh hair color looked great on Saban. Whoever did that deserves a raise because okay, he good. needed it. And it looks a lot better. But now Nick Saban got visibly upset when somebody said on the panel that, Georgia is the new Alabama. And well, it was David Pollock who went to Georgia and is hot. Yeah, so he's obviously biased. Yeah, he is hot. Um, he is he is very good looking. And I mean, listen, like Kirk Herbstreit never gets in trouble when he favors Ohio State because he went there. But um, I digress. My question about Kirby Smart, though, and, and hear me out on this. Hear me out. Should Kirby Smart walk away from Georgia? Because as a college football coach, you know that you're going to get fired. They all get fired, right? Like Coach O was at Nick LSU. Nick he Saban wins. Yeah, but he, he got fired because he liked women too much. Sure, but <laughs> this is as good as it's going to get. And right now, is it? Kirby Smart could coach anywhere, probably except Alabama. If Nick Saban has a bad year next year, the people are going to start talking. They're going to say, is Nick Saban done? Is he too old? One more bad year for Saban and the Alabama fans are going to start talking. So should Kirby Smart sort of start to listen, listen to these things? We saw the deal last year that um, they got at USC, right? Like they're, should Kirby Smart walk away? There's a whole different game with NIL now. Like this is a harder job than coaching in the NFL because all these players, if they don't like you, you know what they say? All right, I'm going to go walk. I don't have to sit out a year. Um, I'm making my NIL money, all of these things. So there's a lot more that goes into the job than did five years ago, even two years ago. I'm just saying, I think he it should could be stay. a good business decision. I think he should stay because I don't think there's, listen, you're, you just won two in a row. Don't you want to stay and bask in that? And like, so you leave and then you have to prove it again. Honey, I say coach. Well, he could leave and take all of his players with him. No, that's Leave, take his players with him. Megan, moving sucks. Kirby, you got a house there. You got your visor collection already perfectly lined up in your office slash. I'm sure he's got a whole visor storage center. He's going to have to find a new place to put his visors. And we know, I bet rural Georgia real estate, Kirby's got a big house. He doesn't want to go anywhere else. He doesn't want to go to the NFL. No one is going to, like, he doesn't have to move. They're going to move for him. Kirby, no. he got it for you. They'll get him a new toupee. I mean, his current toupee, and he really needs help with. So That's not real is, hair. Are you kidding me? Have you seen I, it? So, like, I can spot a BBL from a mile away. I go, you can, You look at the arms, and you look at the thighs, and you go, those thighs don't match that booty. Mm-hmm. I have such a blind spot when it comes to toupees, because I can't imagine a world where you're just putting... I, chicken feathers on top of your head and going to the grocery store. It's gotta be a toupee. I was watching his press conference. It's gotta be a toupee. I hope the toupee, I hope the toupee is connected to the visor like those Guy Fieri ones are. Oh, I love Um, those ones. That's what I hope. I I hope he stays. Okay. Now, what else, is it already time to look towards next season? I guess it Um, is. Yeah, next season, Georgia's the favorite. Um, Eddie says no one can make fun of Notre Dame right now. Obviously, Georgia has to be the favorite. USC, right? They're they're number four plus a thousand. Um, I am just concerned as we expand the college football playoff that we're just going to get more stinkers like this. And that's this game was There's bad. Be a lot of blowouts. So this game bad. was really bad, and like I turned it away pretty fast. Um, I, I like by halftime it was decided, and so that college football is rich, and and they make a ton of money, so it's not it, it's not going to go away. Like it's it rules the land, but I just think you go, oh, that sucked. Eddie is um, notifying us that from a quick Google search, he thinks that Kirby Smarts. 
and hair you know how- rug toupee looks good. I don't think it does. You know how some of those southern men they just got that they got that frat boy hair like till till their hospice age. Um, I think it looks bad. He should have that in his contract. New new rug. All right. Uh, I do wish we had gotten Michigan. I wish it had been Michigan, Georgia, but I don't, maybe that would have been maybe that would have been a blowout too. I don't know. It just think- feels like. We didn't get the game that we wanted. Okay, Eddie is telling us the least watched national championship since 1998. You guys, 1998 is a long time ago. Only 17 million people watched. Only. I mean, we're. I mean, the ratings are still huge, but still not a great product. Um, let's move on to the NBA, and that brings us to one Kevin Durant. Eddie, please play us the clip. Coaches always ask me, how do you do that? I'm like, dude, I'm tired of explaining this to you guys. You got to train your whole body. Kevin Durant, these guys, mess their Achilles up. I have a question for guys like Kevin Durant. When's the last time you did a calf raise? At home, I'm dead. But in here, I'm the trainer. So there's no talking, no screwing around. Like, if you notice, they haven't said one word to each other. They never talk. All right, well, we heard that. That was from Hard Knocks, our favorite Mm-hmm. Our favorite television mm-hmm. program. Um, that was Amon Ross St. Brown's father criticizing uh, Kevin Durant and other athletes for not working out the way that they should. And obviously it is impacting Kevin Durant because he's out for the next month with a sprained MCL. This is very problematic for the Brooklyn Nets who finally seemed like they were putting it together. Um, mm-hmm. A year ago, the Nets went 5-16 and 16 without Kevin Durant and without Kevin Durant since 2019. They've gone 69 and 68. So without KD, this is a 500 team. Very problematic. I hear all that. I also think the NBA season is so long yep. that, and these guys are not, he, he is not Anthony Edwards age that when you end up getting these injuries that you need to be out a month and it's not super, super long, it ends up actually being good for them come playoff time because they have a few less miles on the body. Um, Kevin Durant is not someone that's going to be eating cake and putting on a ton of weight. So he can take a break and, and he can sort of rest the body overall and then come back right after the all-star break and, and hopefully be so strong in the second half of the season that this one month break, the, the nets can't dig themselves into too much of a hole. He's just got to hope that within the next month and over the next five months, Kyrie doesn't freak out again. Which, listen, if I, I am a betting woman and I would put all of my money on Kyrie losing but he's it been, and freaking out. He's been out. great. I, I'm yeah, very for, proud for of the him. last month and a half, it's been good. He hasn't said anything anti Semitic. Um, no, he goes, so, I'm taking Hanukkah off, all right? Yeah. Let, I'm going to let all my Jewish angels celebrate their eight days. Um, Steph Curry made his return last night, and I watched the first half of the game, and he was rusty. Steve Kerr said to the team, and you could tell it was kind of more directed to Steph. He was like, you guys are playing really hard. It's gonna, it's gonna click at some point. And I think it will. I mean, you have the Splash Brothers. It's gotta click. Um, Let's quickly hit on baseball. Carlos Correa, six years, $200 million back to the Minnesota Twins. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, so he's staying in Minnesota. The Mets wanted him, and they offered him a 12-year deal with the money and then um, backed out of it because something showed up on his physical with his ankle. Now, Carlos Correa broke his ankle in 2014 when he was in the minor leagues. He had surgery on the ankle and has not had any issues with this ankle. However, something shows up on the MRI. So the Mets went to offer him six years, 200 million, but also wanted to conduct a physical every single year of that six year contract. So Correa said, no, thank you. I will stay with the Minnesota Twins. So now he's in my White Sox division, which I don't really care for. I think it's stupid of the Mets. Like, just figure out a way to make this happen. Like, the guy busted his ankle. Obviously, it's going to show up on the MRI, but we know this isn't a problem. You want to win. You're going all in. All chips are on the table. Make this thing work. I think wanting to get a physical every year is good. Um, And it's like, you know he's going to the doctor. He's coughing, you know. Um, But... Uh, it's really 12 years is too long anyways. Like we have 12 years. We don't even know if the world's going to be here in 12 years. We could have another pandemic by then. 
Six years is plenty of time. That's longer than a president gets. I just think, oh, if anything, I hope this, and I know it's probably not in the best interest of the players to not get these 13-year deals, but it's like that's so much to sign away to somebody it, financially. Like you're just, it, it's it, it, that... I, I, and, and I don't feel bad for him. I know the money ended up being over a hundred million dollars less, but like per year, the deal is still incredible. Absolutely. A quick shout out to Liam Hendricks of the White Sox. He was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And so he's beginning treatment. We just want to send him and his family all the love, um, from our show, from the White Sox community, from everybody. We are keeping you in our thoughts and prayers. I told you all last week that I'm fully diving in on college basketball, and it was quite the weekend to do so because Kentucky, they lost twice. Last night, they lost at home, ending their 28 consecutive win streak at home. And fans in Lexington are outraged with Cal. One fan was removed from the game for having a sign that said, please go on to Texas. Uh, so when coach, when fans are turning on a coach like Calipari, I mean, yeah, this is how it goes. This it won't be long Maybe until the right fans turn on. Yeah. Until the fans turn on Nick Saban. I mean, look at in new England, the fans are turning on Belichick. It is a wild world. Also, the fans Wisconsin, are going to turn on us. The fans are going to turn on us. Wow. That's right. In Wisconsin, but, um, ranked Wisconsin lost two in a row as well. So college basketball season really heating up. Um, and I think that is going to do it for our show here on Megan Fun of Sports. We want to thank you I already miss you, you guys all. so much. I miss you all too. Um, I can finally breathe again. I had that like Vegas yeah. smog um, just Ooh, from being boy. inside and that uh, stale air for a while. So I'm yeah. glad now I had the door open earlier today, get the fresh air in um, and get back to normal before I get on a plane again tomorrow. I'm going to Green Bay, Wisconsin, so I will check in on the Aaron Rodgers situation and provide you all Okay, thank update. you, thank you. I am going to see the film, Megan. I'm really excited. Uh, Should we rebrand our podcast to have the three? Yes, yes. I cannot wait to see this in action. I think she is an icon. I'm, I know I'm already on her side. I know it's a horror movie. I go, this is a protagonist I like. Um, Megan, I think we should both go as her for Halloween. I I love her. Everyone is like, she's kind of mean. And I'm like, great, perfect. She's a perfect I think Megan. Eddie should go as the whale and um, no, push no, his wheelchair around. No. No. Eddie should go as Brad Pitt in Babylon. <laughs> no, Brendan Fraser is all the way. Yeah. yeah, go as a whale. That would get a lot of laughs. And um, we Wait, can even did have you, you guys, choke on a meatball, too. Did you guys hear Brendan Fraser said he did that movie for his son? And, like, his son is big. And it's like, sir, that is so mean. <laughs> Don't say you're doing this for your son. Um, okay, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will talk to you next week. We'll all be way better rested then, too. Bye. Bye.